Good evening, folks. Welcome to 49ers After Dark. We're your hosts, Jesse Naylor, Grant Cohn. Not going to mess around. There's breaking news. The Niners have interviewed new candidates for the defensive coordinator position, which is vacant. Daniel Bullock's in-house guy and Dave Merritt, DB coach for the Chiefs. Uh, there was one report on Twitter as well from one Twitter account with about 30,000 followers, so I don't know. But they said the Niners reached out to Bill Belichick and he politely declined. So we'll talk about that stuff. We're going to talk about some potential trades, some basketball fantasy picks. We'll do it all. But let's start with Dave Merritt. Let's. What do you know about him? This is very intriguing for an outside <laughs> potential hire. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's one that I didn't expect. I don't think anybody expected. I had never really heard much of him, but I did do a little bit of research on him. And I, I like what I read. I mean, he's been coaching in one former fashion for 26 years. He was an ex-NFL player himself, linebacker. I believe he's like 52, 53 years old. So he's been around the game a lot. He has five rings as a positional coach. And he's coached every single every single uh, positional group on the defense. He's coached the defensive line. He's coached the linebackers and most recently defensive backs, which is what he's done most of. But again, played linebacker, coached all three levels, comes from a, a Spagnolo tree, which you definitely love to hear. I mean, that's a defense that traditionally gives the 49ers a little bit of issues. That's the same defense that was able to wrap up and two Super Bowls, Tom Brady. So, yeah, I, I love looking outside and finding somebody different that has a lot of credibility, it sounds like. I, I'm really excited to hear more about him, and maybe he's the guy. This is, I think, a really, really good move by the 49ers. And it, it, I've been really down on Kyle Shanahan lately because I feel like he made me look like an idiot. I was telling people all year, man, this guy's changed, he's grown. And then he blew it in the Super Bowl like he always does, and I'm pretty hard on him. But now, looking at Spagnolo's guy makes me feel like Kyle is at least open-minded to learning. Because even if he doesn't hire Dave Merritt, that interview could be so productive. What do you guys do to set down my offense every time? I mean, all those unblocked rushers, like what was your what exactly did you key on? You want to get this job, right? Tell me exactly what you keyed on. And then maybe you're, maybe we'll hire you or maybe not. But one way or another, that should be such a insightful afternoon for Kyle Shanahan if he approaches it the right way with an open mind. I, I like that. And it's funny because I was, I was actually thinking that right before we went live. I was like, gosh, man, if he's smart, he's at least going to drag some information out of this because... There has That's to be something you can learn. How did you and, shut and me that, down? Exactly. And how, how, yeah, how, and you don't even have to say, how did you shut me down? How would you shut me down? Like you can make it a hypothetical knowing that you just played and these are probably the things that he brought to the table and that they did. And it's interesting because you know that these guys self-scout, but maybe he comes up with a completely different thought process than what you were thinking of. And you're like, oh my God, I didn't even see that, but he's absolutely right. I, I agree with that. I think that's a great move either way by Kyle. Other thing I like about this move is it seems to suggest to me that Brandon Staley is no longer an option, which I think is good. I Sorry, like nothing that. personal against Brandon. I think it's a terrible fit. 
And Brandon, if you're watching, I just I'm trying to save you from being Steve Wilkes 2.0 because that's all you would be. It'd be the same exact setup, the same exact mistake. Dave Merritt, at least, I don't even know if they hire him either, but they could learn so much from him. And um seems like he's a little bit older. I like it. I mean, look, if he's a Spagnola disciple, I'm interested. And the thing about can we talk about Brandon Staley for a second? Yeah. He's a loser. He got fired mid-season. He gave up 63 points to Aiden O'Connell. No one wants that on their sideline. Well, I what mean, do for we talk- he got Brandon Staley. Hold up. Wait a second. Brandon. I mean, what one thing that nobody's talking about, and I brought this up the other day, did the Rams not hire a defensive coordinator this offseason? And if Staley was so great, why did they not kick the tires on him? Good point. So why would we then hire Staley? Like they, he was in house, coached the defense very well. So, I mean, at least the numbers say that. Yet you didn't kick the tires on him when it came to your open spot this offseason. I think there's a reason for that. One more thing that's interesting a couple years ago, maybe last year, Vic Fangio was seen as the best defensive coach in the league. Maybe, or, or Bill Belichick, those two, both of their stocks went down this year. Mm-hmm. Happens fast. They're getting a little old and maybe a little out of touch. Some of their players really didn't like him. Meanwhile, Steve Spagnolo been hanging around for like 20, 25 years. Looking at him like, man, is he the best defensive coordinator in the league? He just might be. So I think this is really smart. If you can't beat the Chiefs, you need to learn as much about them as you possibly can. They're the gold standard. This is good. Yeah, most certainly. They are the gold standard. And regardless of whether you hire them, to your point, you can get some things from the interview. But the thing is, is that Sorensen and Bullocks, we we knew. We talked about it right away. Hey, these are guys that we could potentially look at. I know I brought up Bullocks. You brought up Sorensen. This right here, Merritt, is completely out of left field. And that intrigues me. If they were to hire Merritt, I wouldn't be disappointed in this search taking so long. If they hired Staley, and it's obviously it's not about me. I mean, what do I know? But hiring Staley or even hiring within, even though that was my prediction, at this point, this many weeks past the season is a little bit disappointing. Merit at least is something fresh, something new that I didn't think of, and I like it. Okay, additional news. The 49ers have interviewed Daniel Bullocks, their DB Mm -hmm. coach, for their vacant defensive coordinator job. This is the guy, in my opinion. I don't know. All I know about him is that he's been here. He was he coached under Sala, D'Amico, and the players like him. And it seems like if you want a guy to run your system, he knows it. If you want a guy to get buy-in from the players, he's got it. So, I mean, I don't know how good of a play caller he is, but you didn't know how good of a play caller freaking Sala or D'Amico were going to be before they got the job because they'd never done it before. So I don't understand why the Niners are nervous all of a sudden. The way I interpret this, I think, I think Bullocks is going to get the job. And I think they're trying to make it seem like they had an exhaustive search. They looked for everyone. And he, was, he wasn't just the guy in-house. He was the best man for the job. And he, so that's the way I interpret it. Like, talk to Staley, talk to Merritt. Really, really took, took our time. Took our time with it, man. But you know, it was bullocks all along. That's what I think. I mean, Bullocks was was the guy that I thought from the beginning. I don't. I mean, I don't know that he's going to be the guy. I think that he would be a fine 
fine candidate. He is a fine candidate. I think he'd be a fine coach, but it does beg the question that you brought up, I think last week when we did this and it, I didn't really think about it from this perspective, but if he's that good, why not last year? Why did you do what you did last year? If Bullocks was there and Bullocks one year, one more year of experience was what put him over the top. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I, to me, it really feels like they didn't necessarily have a plan. All they knew is that Wilkes wasn't a good fit, which I understand. They really went out, probably swung and missed on some really big candidates. And now they're like, okay, I mean, we, you know, we might go in house, but we better at least do our due diligence before we make this hire and try to save face a little bit. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know that we should be necessarily confident that whoever it is is going to be better than what was already here in Wilkes. I have a question for you, Jesse. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Kyle Shanahan gets his team. He's a head coach. Hiring Robert Sala, pretty controversial. No one's heard of him. In his 30s, up-and-coming coach. Knocks it out of the park, becomes a head coach. Replaces him with D'Amico Ryan. So a lot of people, including me, say, oh, can you really trust this guy? He has no experience. Up-and-coming coach in his 30s, really energetic. Knocks it out of the park, becomes a head coach. You had a you had a template. It worked. And now since then, you've pivoted to failed head coaches. Why? Failed head coaches in their 50s. Why? Or, or, or whatever age they are. Daly Wilkes? No. At least Dave Merritt isn't a failed ex-head coach. But it seems like Daniel Bullock is like right in line with the other two who were so successful. What am I not getting here? I don't know. Well, I, I don't necessarily know either. I mean, I don't know if there's just something that's missing there. But for me, I mean, it's better than Staley. If if you're asking me like the order of what I would prefer at this point, I, I like the merit thing because it's new. It's fresh. It's a Spagnolo defense. They just lost to this defense in the Super Bowl. We're held to 19 points through four quarters. I like the idea of that. But Bullocks, I like. I would rather go Bullocks than Staley. I, I just the Staley thing makes zero sense to me. To me, I, I just I think that is a major backstep. Regardless of what you think of Wilkes, I think Staley's a major backstep. So I wouldn't be like pissed that it's Bullocks by any means. Again, that was the prediction from the beginning. But taking this long to land on an internal candidate, one that was here last year that you passed on, it, it does. It is a little weird. It is a little weird. Yeah, because like you're going to bring in someone that well, Bullocks isn't what he's not what enough. He's not smart enough. He doesn't understand scheme enough. Like, what is it? Because that's what you brought Steve Wilkes in. Steve He's not Wilkes linebacker really enough. Smart. Yeah, whatever. Like Steve Wilkes was really, <laughs> really good. And uh he they still didn't buy in. So what are you I don't know. Get? I don't know what the miss is. Why is it gonna work this time? I don't know. Again, like really quick. You're not going to let the new coordinator, I mean, if you're bringing him in for his acumen, you're not letting him make decisions anyway. You're not letting him bring his scheme with them anyway. Mm -hmm. You're going to tell him what to do. Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Kyle Shanahan, you're all, John Lynch, you're all going to tell him what to do and where to stand when he, when he does it. So wh <laughs> what are you hiring? Oh, this guy's smarter than that guy. You're going to tell him what to do anyway. Yeah. Right? Just bring in a guy that the players want to play for. Because they're going to call, they, they know what to, they don't want to be coached. They don't want to be coached. They're going to tell whoever it is where we're a four-man rush team and this is what we do. We play these coverages. 
they're going to tell whoever the next defensive coordinator is what they do. They're going to be coaching him. I'm sorry. It doesn't make any sense to do this again. Unless it's Dave Merritt. I like Dave Merritt. Okay, moving on. I, want, I wonder what Char, I wonder if they ask if they ask Charvarius Ward though. Do they ask him about Merritt and what he you know what I mean? Like that's gotta be because Staley, you know that that Nick's gonna reach out to Joey. All right, tell me about Staley. They've gotta also ask Charvarius Ward in house, hey, you were coached by this guy. What do you think? We and, and, and we've got a multimillionaire, is what he's gonna say. And we've we've got Bullocks yeah. and we've got Merritt. Yep. Just be honest with us. Safe space. Who would you choose? Who would you prefer? And I think that that has to hold some weight because he's been coached by both of them directly. Yep. I agree. I think it's a great call. And I think these are two really good candidates. Is Bullock's better than Dave Merritt? If so, make him the head, make him the defensive coordinator. If not, yeah. Merritt's a good uh, option. But Staley, Nick Sorensen, I don't like Sorensen's been here like two years. Staley had one good year. I think these two guys, I think they're finally getting it. You know why? Quality control. They listened. Mm. We tried Good to tell point. them, and they listened. I th was it us, or was it Nick Bosa? Did Nick Bosa quietly just give them the... Keep looking. Don't, Keep looking. Don't, 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 don't. Okay, last piece of news. This was on Twitter. So I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt, but it was reported that the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan himself, reached out to Bill Belichick Asked him if he'd be interested in being the Niners defensive coordinator, and Bill said, "No, he uh, he's going to do TV instead." Um, I don't think it's that far fetched. I don't think it's that far fetched that this is a true report. By the way, I, I don't think that it's any secret that they were going to at least try, and he's probably not the only swing and miss that they had. Uh, again, there's. There's nothing wrong with reaching out and, and trying to get these guys in-house, but it was always a long shot. It was always unrealistic. It was always a long shot. It was always a pipe dream. And so the question then becomes, and, and I don't think this is the case, but if for some reason you looked at it and said, okay, we can get one of these three bona fide head coaches and good defensive guys in here, to be our defensive coordinator, all we got to do is get rid of Wilkes. If that was the plan, probably not the way to go. It is not very encouraging. I don't. I, I think that they're smart enough to realize that it was unlikely as well, but at least they tried. And and I think trying. I, I think that's also what held this thing up. You know, I'm sure it was one of those things where Belichick and you know Vrabel or whoever they reached out to was like, hey, you know, give me some time. Let me talk to my family. Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> do what See, you got to do, man. If I were Kyle Shanahan, I'd be scared to make the call to Bill Belichick. I'd be nervous. I'd put it off a few days. And then I'd call. I'd hope he didn't answer. And then <laughs> if he did answer, I'd be... <laughs> hey! It's like a cold call. Mm. Hey, uh, hey, it's Kyle. How you doing? How you doing? Voice cracks. Good. It's Kyle. What's up? What's up? Oh, I know. Uh, I was just... <laughs> I, what a crazy <laughs> thought! Yeah, I'm just not, you know, I'm not doing anything. I figured, hey, no pressure. But if you if you don't if you have nothing to do, what <laughs> what do you say about coming to Santa Clara and being my defensive coordinator for your pardon? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought you know, I did no disrespect. It's no just you're the greatest. You're the goat. You're the goat. You're the goat. But I figured if you're doing nothing, <laughs> do you want to be my defensive coordinator? No, but I'll take your job next year when you lose the Super Bowl. How about that, Kyle? <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, Bill. Good to talk to you. 
No, so, so no? Okay. All right. See you at the owners' meetings. This is, okay. It's like, it doesn't, hey, no. Did, <laughs> man, if I were Bill and someone called me to be their defensive coordinator and be like, excuse me? What? <laughs> Can I hang up now? Do I have to be polite still? Like, this is a slap in the face. But I guess you asked. You shot your shot. Hey, you got it. And you at least got to try. Listen, it's it's the same thing. Remember when John Lynch, the story, the story behind Jimmy Garoppolo that John Lynch had reached out and they said no on Jimmy initially. And he's like, okay, well, what about Tom? Like, okay, no, they're not going to trade you Tom either, but <laughs> at least you tried. <laughs> at least you tried. Let's do some sleeper picks and then we'll move on to some trades and some grades. Uh, boom. Okay. Warriors play tomorrow. We got these sales on top. Kawhi Leonard. We could get 20.5 points for the next 40 minutes. This is for tonight. I like that. I like that more. Give me more. Because he's playing. All right, let's go for tomorrow night, though. Steph Curry, 26 and a half points against the Knicks. More. Man, he hasn't hit. He's Did due. you see his last five games? He's due. He's due. You don't bet against Stephen Curry. Stephen. No. He's almost 36 years old. I'm 36 yeah. years old. Okay. Kaminga. What do you like for Kaminga? Mm. How many? How, what's his rebounds at? Let's see. Hmm. Five and a half. He's not a big rebound guy. Yeah. Although the last three games. Last three games. Yeah, see? See, I feel like we're going to buck two trends. I'm going to go less. Oh! I'm bucking two trends. He's due. He's due. He's due. Okay, Draymond Green. It's, I like, wish it's could... like seeing red five times on the roulette table. I'm like, it's going to be black. And then I'm going to crap out. <laughs> One suggestion I would have for sleeper picks is they should have uh, an option to wager on technicals. Oh. But you can't. Yeah. Three's good. made. Would, would, you, would you wager on... Uh, Draymond to hit one three. That sounds like not fun. I guess I guess the thought process is do you think that they're gonna win and are they gonna have like a big third quarter run? Because if they are, you know that he's a part of that with a three, of course. Um, but he's a walking single single guy, so I don't know. Uh we like for Draymond. Like we like for Draymond. Points, points, rebounds, and assists. What what's it at? Twenty point five? Hmm. Poetry. Yeah, twenty point five. Let's do that. Let's go more. Okay, I like that. And then Podzemski. No idea. <laughs> bet on that. Let's go. Assist. Let's hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can we do? Uh, is there a Milwaukee Bucks game at all? Ooh, yeah, probably. Yeah, there let's, is. Let's get, let's get some Dame action going. Dame. He's Three not enjoying the two and a half. Two and yeah. a half for what? Yeah, we're going Three. more. More? Right, let's do it. Let's do it. There we go. Kawhi, Steph, Kaminga, Draymond, and Lillard. Let's do it. Boom. It's like that. Download the app. Use the QR code. Use the promo code COHN and get uh, up to 500 bucks for your first deposit match. Oh, and if you, have, if you have cold feet, you have five minutes to cancel. Case, yeah, but we got all of them right, so, <laughs> so there's no reason. That. I that's okay, a good point. Super chats and then we'll get to the good stuff. Dave Barclay, today is my grandma's birthday. She raised me and died during COVID. 
And because of the COVID rules, we never even had a funeral. So today has been my day for that. Glad to have After Dark today. Thank you. Oh, that sucks, man. Sorry to hear that, Dave. Sorry to hear that, Dave, thinking about you. I always like spending Wednesday evenings with Dave Barkley. He's always here for us. He's always here. Generic name says, I'm asking myself, why does any of this matter? There will be zero changes under Kyle. The DC search means nothing. This is just another Wilkes fake out by Kyle. Man. Generic name. My my viewers are so cynical and I love it because <laughs> that's why they're right. your viewers. That's right. <laughs> Little Will says off topic question. What does it take for Alfredo to play in your opinion? He's such a big dude. To be good? Yeah. I mean, don't it's not like it's not like he had a high bar and McKivitz <laughs> or anything to try to even get there. Yeah, he's just so raw, that. man. He's so he's such a raw prospect. It's like it, it was always a long shot, but they keep they keep him around on the international thing, which you gotta yep. love. Lil Will says, if we got B Staley, every Raider fan would make fun of us. That is true. Mm, yeah, they would. Boxing Fan Times forces Dave Merritt was probably only interviewed to pick his brain on how Chiefs defense is run so they can incorporate to their defense. If so, good. I would be so it. smart. Still worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Khalil Camp, if and when Kyle hires Bullocks, get ready for run it back 2020. I mean, run it back 2021. I mean, 22. <laughs> Shoot, I mean, 23. Damn it, I mean, 24. <laughs> this is the last Rod- year, man. <laughs> Rodrigo says, making a Shanna Cant shirt. LOL, pre-ordered now. <laughs> Kev F, Niners talk, dubs, bets, should do some dub streams. I think as, you know, I don't like to talk about basketball too much during the regular season because they don't even play defense. But once they start playing defense and locking in, I will. The Warriors are starting to get interesting too. But regular season basketball is really just for sleeper picks at this point. Yeah, you know, much. making it the most uninformed sleeper picks as possible. That's what I think. Dave Barclay <laughs> says, "Of course, Belichick won't work with Kyle." Yeah, man. I mean, I'm sorry. He has an ego too. Me work for you? How about you work for me next year? How about that? I'm Could- sorry. Could you imagine if he had gotten hired and they won the Super Bowl? How much credit Bill Belichick would get for that? It would be wonderful. It would be wonderful. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the organizational grades the Niners received from their players. I'll, I'll bring them up. Okay. Okay. So the players voted on this, no? Yes. Okay. And there's rankings out of 32 teams, starting with treatment of families. A minus ranked second out of 32 teams. That's good. That is good. That's very good. good. Food slash cafeteria. A minus third out of 32 teams. That's important. You got to eat there every day. It's true. And I will say they feed the the media on Wednesdays. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Is it? Okay. Collectible. Scrumptious. Those are those are little things, by the way, that go a long way. They really do. I mean, it, it seems so small, but how your family is taken care of and treated, that's a big deal because you're uh, you're upseated a lot of times for the season. Nick Bose is a great example of this. He doesn't live there at all. He's just there for the season. And so you're you're always a little uncomfortable because you're never at home. And, and if you're married, your wife, your kids, they're uncomfortable because they never feel like they're home. So feeling comfortable around the team and, and being able to be there, I think that goes a long way for players. It really does. Also, how they feed you. Um, if they're going to cut corners on food and how they treat your family, it doesn't really seem like they care about you. And the Niners right. want to be a player-friendly 
organization. Nutritionist slash dietitian, B plus, eighth out of 32 teams. Okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. Locker okay. room, B plus, seventh out of 32 teams. I've been in that locker room. It's about 10 years old. It's a big freaking locker room. It's a good one. I don't see, there's a, they have basketball. It's a good locker room. I do have basketball. Remember when you Training hit Debo with the basketball? What? Didn't you hit Debo with the basketball? Wasn't that a story he told? Like, you went to like throw it and he wasn't looking and it hit him or hit IU oh or something God. like that. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> Training room. The 24th. This is interesting. Yeah. Because Inter- I, I, you don't know why. Maybe they explain it somewhere, but. I think the old style with training rooms is you don't want them to be too nice. You don't want them to be too good. You don't want the player to be too comfortable. Like, don't be here. (laughs) Get back in the locker room. Maybe that's what the Niners were going for. I think in the past, I think this was an issue last year, and they said it was a little too small. Maybe that's by design. Yeah, could be. Get out of here. We're about to notice a trend here with a couple things um, over the next couple that are graded a little bit. Training staff. B minus 21st out of 32 teams. That's troubling. We talk about injuries with this team. I mean, they were and pretty good this year, together. but yeah, they were good this year. They were good this yeah. year, but that's like what the first time in the whole Shanahan era, not even this actually preceded Shanahan. It's not just Shanahan. It's true. Weight room B plus. That's the one outside. It's about 10 years old. That sounds fair. Strength coaches B plus. I mean, I don't know. What, what more could they do? I don't, okay. Uh-huh. Team travel, C+. Plus. Now, this I object to. Okay. Like, you got private jet, a freaking red carpet at San Jose Airport. What more? What do you not have? You stay at the nicest hotels. I'd love to know what, what, what would bump this up to an A-. minus. What's wrong? You don't have to fly Southwest. You're not saying the freaking courtyard. Nothing, nothing against the courtyard. It's a nice place. Good option. I just don't understand that. I'd like to know. There should be like a little, you know, when you were in like seven. Like what are, what are other teams doing that are so, that is so much yeah. better? That's a great question. Yeah. I'm not is sure. Is the Wi-Fi no good on the plane? It must be the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wi-Fi. Maybe the food's not good on the plane. It's only good at the facility. I don't know. Head coach. Maybe it's because they have to hang out with Jed York for four hours as they fly across country. That could be why. Well, ownership, A minus, 10th. <laughs> Head coach, A, 7th. 7th, yeah. Really? I think that's about right. I think that's about right. 7th, that's about right. They really like Kyle, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they do. What about now? <laughs> yeah, wait. Was this a regular season poll? What about now? <laughs> this is like the MVP award. You voted so way too early. <laughs> good place to work. They'll take care of your family, but if you get hurt, yeah. good luck. You're on your own. Yeah, okay, let's talk trades. I like talking trades in the offseason because it's juicy. And, you know, there's players they could bring in, players they could ship out. We'll go both directions. But first, there is a player who's available on the Chiefs, and the Niners love doing deals with the Chiefs. They traded for D Ford. They signed Traverius Ward. Legarius Sneed is up for an extension, and the Chiefs aren't going to give it to him. They probably can't afford it. They don't have the bag to give. So they gave him the franchise tag and they let him explore trade options on his own. Should the Niners trade for Legereus Need? He is so good. He is so good. Cornerback. He is so good, but this is uh this is a no for me because it's gonna it's gonna probably take a first round pick 
I don't think that they're one corner away from winning the Super Bowl. I think that they're offensive right side, the whole right side away from winning a Super Bowl. And also, it's something about Kansas City, man. I don't care what the trade is. They always win. They always win. They, they'll yeah. find a way to use that first-round pick, draft somebody amazing and inexpensive, and you're going to be like, dude, what the hell? They did it again. So for me, no. I think the the downside of this isn't that Kansas City's necessarily going to cheap or keep him. They may. Not likely, but they might still. But a team like Detroit, who has a lot of money and really could use a corner, and that's a team that you're going to be fighting with to get back to the Super Bowl, potentially. A team like Detroit might trade that first-round pick for somebody like Legereus Need, mm. and now all of a sudden, they're a much better team. So that is some something you have to be cognizant of, but you can't just trade for Legereus because you're worried about a team in the NFC that's a contender trading for him. But I would look out for Detroit possibly pulling the trigger on something like that. That being said, the margin between Detroit and the Niners doesn't seem to be that big. And if Detroit makes a move like this, maybe they would be considered the odds-on favorite to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So if the Niners don't trade for Legereus Sneed, Detroit does, would there be like a corresponding big move the Niners could make before the draft? Because last year they wanted to make one. They thought they won the offseason signing Javon Hargrave. It wasn't enough. They tried to go get Chase Young at the deadline. They thought they won the deadline with that move. It wasn't enough. Is there another move out there for them? Yeah, I think so. I, I think so. And I think that they have the money to make one splash move. If you went and got a Daniil Hunter or a solid right tackle, I think you're right there. I think you're definitely right there. So, yeah, I think there's a corresponding move that they can make for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the D end. They've been trying so hard to get that guy ever since they traded for D Ford, right? They really haven't locked that position yeah. in. D Ford was the perfect. I mean, he was so good. It, it sucks that he got injured and, and wasn't going to be healthy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but that, yeah. he was the perfect guy. He was the perfect guy. Absolutely. Dave Barclay, got you. What you talking about? Willis says primetime NFL TV, Shani yelling at Staley every week. That would be fun. <laughs> Staley's like, I'm just trying to do yoga over here, man. Come on. Okay. Do my Let's breath talk. work. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk some more trades. And this is going to be a very mature part of 49ers after dark. So if you're younger than 16 at heart, you got to stop watching the show. Really? No, this is a college type discussion because we're going to be discussing things, not necessarily advocating for things, exploring scenarios that teams explore privately. So if you feel like the following two subjects are going to trigger you emotionally, turn off the show, come back and watch another time, or just don't. Because this is big boy. This is th not even big boy. Just grown up, grown up topics. Okay. Earmuffs. 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 Is there a way the 49ers could trade Christian McCaffrey and get better? Like, I'll lay it out like this. He's great. He's also really expensive and he's a running back and he's almost 28 and you don't know when he's going to get hurt and fall apart, whatever. If they were, I, I imagine he has a lot of trade value right now. He's the offensive player of the freaking year. If the Niners didn't have Christian McCaffrey anymore, they'd still have two excellent running backs for cheap. They'd still have an excellent running game. Now they couldn't, they wouldn't have that receiver out of the backfield. 
You want to pay fourteen million dollars for a guy who should be? I mean, you could get you could draft that guy. You could you could sign Austin Eckler. Like the, you could you could have one hell of a running back rotation and trade McCaffrey for you know at his peak value before something bad happens. Kind of like how the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill right before people thought they shouldn't. People thought they were crazy to do it. That's the best I got. I mean, sure. I think there is a way. It depends if you're if you're trading him to get a known commodity. Yes, if you're trading him for draft picks, it's a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. It's a crapshoot. So I wouldn't advocate trading him for something that's not a known commodity. Now, again, if I'm trading him and I'm getting something that I know is coming back in return, like an offensive lineman, absolutely. I think you can get better. But, you know, we talk about Purdy and we talk about building around him and protecting him and how those are the main things. Well, having a running back that he truly can trust and rely on as a young player is very, very important as well. Not more important than protecting him, which is why if they could trade for an offensive lineman, sure. But it is still very, very important. I mean, having the safety blanket in Christian McCaffrey is, I mean, it's its like driving on cruise control. You know that he's always going to be open. He's always an option for you in the passing game. He can block well. He can take some pressure off you with home run runs. There's just so much that he does to help Brock Purdy out. So um, I don't think that it would be likely, but there is a scenario, yes, where I believe they could get better. I was sorry. I was just looking to see what the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill for. They got first of all the Niners traded a second, a third, and a fourth for McCaffrey, and okay. I think his value has gone up since then. Am I wrong? I mean, yeah, I know he's older, at least close. But he's offensive player of the year. I think you might be able to get a first round pick for him. When the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill, I think he was twenty nine. I could be wrong about that. They got a first round pick, a second round pick, a fourth round pick, another fourth round pick, and a sixth round pick. Would you take that for? Christian McCaffrey. And yeah. they got like Trent McDuffie or She Rice. They got some really good players. I mean, you got to draft well, but the Chiefs just happened to do that. I just said if you're trading them for picks, you can't do that. But if that's the haul that you're getting, then you have to do that. Yes. But there's no way. There's no way they're getting that haul for him. If they were, you would be a running crazy back. not to do that. Crazy because he's Which got crazy. Like, so, so he gets the nod over Tyreek Hill. He's a running back and gets the ball more for the offensive player of the year. But when it's time to get traded, Tyreek Hill's worth more. Trying to get paid, yeah. Tyreek Hill's worth more. Yeah. 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 It is interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking about Max, two great years left at him. Max, maybe only one. So, yes, if that is the haul, you have to do it. But there's just, there's no way a team would do that. No way. And my, my logic here is like, Having a, a really expensive running back is a luxury that's or a necessity for a quarterback like Jimmy because sure. he's just not good. But with Brock, like, do you have to have the highest paid running back? No, no, you could have Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, and a third down back and have an offense that's geared around passing and do quite well. That's what I'm thinking here. Like, why don't you take some of that great, great player, Christian McCaffrey, 28 years old, making a lot of money. Take those resources and put it in a wide receiver or offensive line. You're going to have a good running game. It's going to be more than good enough. But again, I'm not advocating for trading Christian McCaffrey. I'm just trying to piss you off, the viewer, because it's Wednesday <laughs> night. That's what we do. I just think it's fun. Like, I think you can make a better argument for it than people realize. I mean, yeah, if, 
if you're getting something good in return, I again, there. First of all, two things. One is 49er fans, and not just 49er fans, all fans overvalue their players. Yep. They think their players are worth way more than what they actually are on the open market. I remember saying this and having the back and forth about Devo Samuel, and I said, hey, I think he's probably worth a round pick 18 to 22. That's probably what he's worth. Oh, no, two first-round picks, or I'm not doing it. Well, it turns out that he's worth a round pick 18 to 22. That's what the offer was. So, yes, if you're not willing to get rid of him for those things, but his value is not not the first round pick that we just talked about. If it was, you you would have to get rid of him for that. But uh, I just I don't see the value being there. So I don't know. I had a second thing I was going to say, but I totally forgot. It's hard. Like last thing I want to say. Let's say the Niners trade Christian McCaffrey, like the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill, and they get a first and a second and a third, something like that. What does that do to team morale? I mean, because with the Chiefs, they could be like, we still have, we still have Patrick Mahomes, we still have Andy Reid, we don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. I trust him. You trade Christian McCaffrey for picks. This team hasn't really drafted well the last couple of years. Like, what does that do to team morale? <laughs> oh, I, I agree. I agree with that. I think that one would hurt big time. Hurt. I mean, Kittle. <laughs> if, what's the game plan, Kittle? Just we still have Christian McCaffrey, right? Just give him right. the ball all the time. Yeah, like that's the game plan. I'm with you. So I don't, I don't <laughs> really necessarily think they're going to do it. Uh, let me bring up one that's going to piss off fans even more. And again, this is an academic discussion. And if you have an emotional reaction to this, please don't watch it. Okay. Can the 49ers trade Brock Purdy and get better? I don't think so. Okay. Before you say why not, let me try to lay out how they might okay. be able to. Yeah, go ahead. One, his value is crazy high right now. Is it I think you get more in a trade for Brock Purdy than you could get for Christian McCaffrey because he's a 24-year-old quarterback. I agree with that, yeah. Like, you could get how many first-round picks for Brock Purdy right now? At least one. I don't think you'd get one. You don't think you get one first-round pick for Brock Purdy right now? If, if, I'm a, if I'm a team in this draft, and I'm picking late in the first round, and I can get J.J. McCarthy, or I, I Brock can get Brock Purdy. Sure, you would, right? He's a known commodity, but you can have four years of cheap JJ McCarthy, who's a guy that you've probably scouted and liked, or you can have one more cheap year of Brock Purdy and probably not win a Super Bowl and then have to pay him. I, I think teams uh, again, this is this is the whole argument. Like when you're talking about Brock Purdy, I'll give you an example. Would you take Brock Purdy or Anthony Richardson right now? No-brainer Brock Purdy, right? You haven't seen yeah. Anthony Richardson enough. Right. But do you think the Colts would actually trade Anthony Richardson for Brock Purdy? I think no chance in hell they would do that. No chance in hell. I don't Zero know. Zero chance. Because Maybe they don't have to because they have some time and they, you know, they, they, don't, you know, they, they can c commit to developing a quarterback. They don't have urgency, but... And I he has think, all the traits that they want. Everything that Sykin looks for, you know what I mean? So it's like, yes, clearly Brock Purdy's the known commodity. We'll see what JJ McCarthy is. I, I don't know. But the point is, is that these teams fall in love with who they scout. And if you can get four years of cheap JJ McCarthy, if you think he's even close to the level of Brock Purdy, which I think most scouts probably do believe he is, I, I don't think that you would take Brock Purdy over JJ McCarthy. JJ's scary to me. He's done like 600 passes in college. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Um, but anyway, let's say you could get a late first for Brock Purdy. Okay. Um, maybe that's not the, so appealing to fans, but how do you replace him? How would Kyle replace him? Kirk Cousins. Right. That's the thing, guys. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is available. And you may not like it, but remember, that's Kyle's favorite quarterback ever. And he's on the free agent market. He could just sign him. He's been waiting eight years to do this. And he can do it now. You don't think he's you don't think he fantasizes about this? I bet he does. He might, but <laughs> are you are you done laying out your case? I don't have much more of a case other than uh, I think Kyle could be into it. I think Kyle Maybe. could be into pivoting to Kirk Cousins. I don't know that anyone in the organization would be, but I think privately he might be into this. That's a possibility, but let me tell you why I, I don't think that they would be better. First of all, okay. let me be very clear. Okay. Pre-injury Kirk Cousins. Assuming he's still that guy at this stage in his career is better than Brock Purdy. I mean, we saw him on the same field in the same game. Kirk was objectively right. better. Yes, he was. Objectively better. So that that much to me at least is clear. I'm sure a lot of people are going to disagree with that. And I'm a Purdy hater. I get it. All right. But to me, he's better. Huh? But but mm-hmm. what you're going to pay Kirk Cousins right. and overriding, let's say the option is Brock Purdy and Daniil Hunter. Or mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins and whoever you're going to get at round one that's probably not going to play this year anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, give me Brock Purdy and Daniel Hunter. The The difference between Brock Purdy and Kirk Cousins isn't great enough for me to pass up on a talent like Daniel Hunter. Let's say somebody like that. So that's why I think the 49ers couldn't get better by making a move like that. They could, though, give him a two-year deal, signing bonus and have the second year be a much bigger cap hit than the first year and just say, look, you know, we're sacrificing a little of our future. We are. Brock Purdy, 24, great future. But um, he had a chance to win the Super Bowl. And we uh, he was good, but we only scored 22 points. And we think if we had Kirk Cousins, we're going to win the Super Bowl next year and put up big points in that game. Let's just go all the way crazy. You know what, Kirk? We love you so much. We're going to bring you in. We need you to be cheap for a year. We're going to take that first-round pick we got for Purdy. We're going to package it with Debo, and we're going to bring in Jefferson as well. Will that make you comfortable? What do you say? (laughs) All right. Now I'm in. (laughs) Where's Kirk going to end up? I think back in Minnesota. I think it makes the most sense. It is super boring. I agree, but... I mean, Justin Fields probably ends up with the Falcons. Mm. There's probably a team that's going to sign Russell Wilson because he's going to take the vet minimum because he's getting paid by Denver no matter what. So it's a big screw you to them. And the new team, whatever they pay him, is the difference is offset by Denver. So just make them pay the whole salary. You take the vet minimum, go to a new team and give yourself the best chance to win. So I don't know where else Kirk Cousins is is going to end up. I don't know. On the Niners, Miami. <laughs> Brilliant. I like that. <laughs> Miami. There we go. I like that. Uh, B cruising three hundred two says only trade or acquisition that will get excited. 
uh, <laughs> for his Captain Kirk. You like that? I'm telling you, man. You like that's that? Kyle himself. That's it. That's Kyle, Kyle himself. Fish and Ship says, aka Mr. Parable, the scheme will prevail. Doesn't matter who, what is in place. The system is all that matters. 39 year fan done with Shanahan family. The whole family. Even the kid, Carter. The whole family. Jeez, man. Coming for you, too. What Harrison about Hightower? Dog? Grant, what's the status with Larry? He said some total nonsense last week. Obviously, he was having a meltdown to some degree. Hopefully, he apologized. Love your streams together. I haven't heard from him. Richie says, can Hargraves be successful in the wide nine? Since we are married to this system, we may need to look at moving him to get someone better suited. That's a great question. He was such so well-suited for that five-man front in Philly. Uh, over here, he's kind of gets swallowed up by those double teams. Yeah, he was a little bit disappointing. Do you think that there's something to... Remember this offseason, you talked about how you felt like he was a bit out of shape. Do you feel like there was something to that? Yeah. No, I mean, in hindsight, I mean, obviously yeah. you thought it in the moment, right? But he now that you've seen this season, go, hey, buddy, I don't think he was at his best. Yeah. Maybe getting a massive, massive, massive signing bonus would do that to any person. I'm not judging. For Creel sure. Camp, definitely not judging. The only teams trading for McCaffrey are in the XFL. <laughs> I think a lot of teams would trade for him. You're just not getting a first. Derek says off topic, uh, but does last year's over cap spaces roll over to 2024? If so, do the Niners free up a bunch or did that money just get used? Yeah, they have about 37 million, I think, that should roll over. I don't know that it's showing on like over the over the cap and um uh spot rack yet, but it, I think it eventually will. Mike drops with Monza says cousins are Russell to Atlanta. Please be Russell. <laughs> so much more fun. So much more fun. That's it. Okay, I couldn't convince you to to trade for Brock Purdy. I tried. No, I know. trade Brock. And Purdy. I'm and I, listen. I'm I am the number one hater of the fan base, and even I wasn't willing to trade Brock Purdy. So, there you if go. they traded Brock Purdy and signed Kirk Cousins, I think even I would ridicule that. Like Kyle, <laughs> dude, really? What have you done? What have you done? So yeah, that the one I think is actually plausible is McCaffrey, a 28 year old running back. You got to think about it. I mean, how many touches did they give him last year? 300 plus? Is he going to do that again next year? Here's one thing that nobody is considering, and I'm not saying it's likely or that it's going to happen, but turning 28, coming off of that many carries, he could fall off a cliff overnight. It happens to running backs all the time. It would not be. And then they have no trade value. Yeah. Overnight. I'm just saying, man, you got really good running backs behind him. You could get a third down. You could sign Austin Eckler or whatever. Before we get out of here, I want to know what you can get. I'd call up. I, I'd want to know. Throwaway question. But before you get out of here, what is the one position that the 49ers are going to draft that is going to piss fans off this year? And what, what round is it going to happen? Uh, okay. All right. Okay. 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 What if they draft another kicker? Oh, guys. I mean, they've done that before. That'd if be they crazy. draft a guy in round three and he doesn't have, doesn't pay immediate dividends, they'll do it again. Kicker in round three. Kicker controversy. Kicker Why do controversy. I feel like they're not going to move on from Moody, but they totally should consider it at least? 
they should absolutely move on from Moody. He missed a kick in every playoff game. Well, there was this whole thing about, hey, we had a kicker here that never missed in the playoffs, and Moody missed. He didn't not miss in the playoffs in a single playoff game. <laughs> he missed in all of the games. I just uh, think it's a little too much for him. He's a good. He has got talent, but there's just an immense amount of pressure on the 49ers, on and I don't think team. he's ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe in offseason he can get his mind right. I don't know. What were you going um, to? I mean, obviously they're going to spend their first round pick on a defensive end. Obviously. I think that would probably piss people off. Um, it would piss me off. there's some good offensive linemen there. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I think I was going to say, you know what? I was going to say running back in round three, but they actually totally do need a running back now that they only technically, I mean, they have three. They, they probably are going to draft another one, but um, I, I think... I think not drafting an offensive lineman to like round four is more aggravating than anything they could draft before that. Like every pick before that's going to piss people off because they waited so long on an offensive lineman. That's that's the actual aggravation that's probably going to happen. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> Must be a voicemail or something. <laughs> Super sketch. It's like a is that an amber alert? You're still muted. He's still listening. It's good. This is this is entertainment. You know what? We probably should have just ended it at 45 minutes. <laughs> All right, man. The landline. I'm like, shut up. I'm like Zoolander in the like trying to. Anyway, <laughs> it's in the computer. It's in the computer. The what are we in about? the computer. Uh, oh man! So here's the thing. What I want to look up was, so the Niners are acting like they have the next Drew Brees, and that's what Steve Spagnuolo said. Man, this guy is the next Drew Brees. Well, mm -hmm. on my previous stream this morning, someone pointed out that Drew Brees and the Saints always invested in guards okay. because he's little and he couldn't handle pressure in his face. Maybe the Niners. Do that. Maybe they actually do spend a, a high pick. They, if, I mean, because whatever their first round pick is, it's not really a first round pick. You think of it more as a high, early second round pick. You could take a guard there. Well, I mean, one thing that they can always do, even rookie tackles sometimes play guard. And there's there's a lot of these tackles that might be better suited as guards, especially early on in their career. So, yeah, draft a guy who's kind of a tweener, ta played tackle in college, but could be a guard. Play him at guard, and maybe he can eventually kick out to tackle, and if not, you've got yourself a really good guard. I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. I'm fine with that, as long as it's like they don't wait four rounds to take an offensive lineman. That I wouldn't be too happy about. But also likely. I just feel like they're placing so much blame on that right guard spot that they're going to address it early. Every time the Niners scapegoat a certain sp position, they drafted pretty high. Like Tucker, whatever his name was, Croft, whatever this, what was his name, Tyler Croft. Yeah. Didn't block Hassan Reddick. And instead of the Niners reflecting on what they did calling that play, they drafted Cam Latu. So Spencer Burford made a mistake. Instead of the Niners reflecting on the... What about Feliciano, though? They they seem fine with bringing him back, regardless of what happened on social media. And Do they? Yeah, that's what, I mean, Lynch talked Is about Is that what it. Lynch said? Yeah, so. Let's see him do it. 
I can see them being nice, saying, "Yeah, oh, yeah, we love Sam- John Feliciano. He's great," and then not signing him. Yeah, that's a possibility. I mean, if you do that, do you have to get rid of Burford, or does it matter? I guess I don't know. I just that whole situation was weird. I don't know. Extremely weird. Can but. we take anything from who the Niners met with at the combine? One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me give you some players last year that were drafted or picked up after the draft. Jair Brown, Jake Moody, Cam Latu, Darrell Luter, D. Winters, Braden Willis, Jalen Graham, Il Manning. Every single one of them met with the 49ers at some point before the draft. Not mm. necessarily at the combine, but every single one of them met. So pay close attention not only to the players that the 49ers are, are meeting, but the positions that they are meeting a lot of players at that position with. Because there's a good chance one of those guys is going to end up on the team at those position groups. So, yeah, I think so. Eight? That's a lot. They're going to be looking at defense alignment. They had a lot of meetings today with edge rushers. So, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think they had like six meetings with edge rushers today. Because they didn't have a good enough defensive line. That's why they didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're so mad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's happening. There you go. Run it back. You revenge do? tour. Name it. What call it? What you want to call it? The Niners are are back. Same, same as ever. But this time, it's gonna work. And you're a hater if you don't think so. I it's have like all a to prove it. I feel like we're in the Fast and the Furious. There's gonna be like ten of these. I can't hear you. Movies. Fast and the Furious, you can't hear me? I can't. Is that a me problem or a you problem? Oh, I'm back. It's a me problem. All right, I think that's time to end the show. (laughs) I agree. uh, Mike drops a Monza, got you. First round DT. Good times. Jad is Jat. Says, still not convinced Ike stays. Fair. I am. Fish and Chips is drafting no line at all. Will piss us all off. They won't. They They don't have the gall. Derek says Larry did not have a meltdown. He disagreed with the take you had. Also cleansed it up by saying you guys are friends and cared to you for how much you have done for him and others. Okay. Jeremy Price. What up, Brohams? I love Jeremy. What's up, Jeremy? Robert He's so Pacheco, kind-hearted. New member. Thank you, Robert Pacheco. I like the name Pacheco ever since Isaiah Pacheco burst on the scene. I like saying Pacheco. Mm-hmm. I like it. Pacheco. Rolls off the tongue. Great. Richie says drafting O-line high would be a waste. KS wouldn't play them year one. They should go DB, get someone who covers well so Bosa has more time to get through holds. I mean, the Chiefs were bear-hugging him, and they weren't calling it. I mean, is he ever going to get through that? It's not fair. All right, guys. It's 7 o'clock on the West Coast. Everyone... Jump over to Last Second Sports. Jesse always has something cooking right after this. What you got cooking tonight? Call-in show. So if you're mad with any take that I had, or you just want to talk to me, it's your night. Open mic night. Last Second Sports. Tap in over there. Mike drops with Monza. You should go because he feels there's a scenario. I gets traded. Lynch body language. Why don't you go explain it over on uh, Jesse's channel? I love that. Why don't you come... Hit up the cone phone one of these days, man. It's been a while. Good to see you. 
All right, guys. See you tomorrow.